Hi, you guys. This is your girl, Exotic Priestess, here. And if you're here with me, take a deep breath in and sigh out. Get in that relaxation mode as we talk about on this channel about astrology, tarot cards, spirituality, and anything, just anything in general. So sit back, relax, sip some wine or some water, puff your vape, or you can even take some CBD oil. It's up to you. And enjoy this exotic chill session. Hey, you guys, what's up? It's your girl, Exotic Priestess. Happy Leo season. Everybody out. No, seriously, everybody is out. Everybody is out of their house. Um, it's just, it's real, it's, you can definitely tell it's Leo season, like Leo season energy in the air. Um, you know, there are more people out than usual. Um, some people may be annoyed by it. Some people may not be like me personally. I love Leo season. Like I love season. I'm shoot. I'm sorry. I love Leo season. Excuse me how I talk, you guys. Um, I'm a little bit on the tired side. But anyway, speaking of like Leo season, just my cat Nirvana. She decided that she wanted to freaking escape out of my house today, this morning. And it's so funny because one thing about her, she's such. Oh God, like she has this this cat energy where they just kind of do whatever they want and when they decide they don't like it they come back to you like they did nothing wrong <laughs> if that ain't no leo for you I t i'm telling you but like no seriously she escaped from the house and um and the reason how i knew she escaped was because my back door right it hasn't been i swear it hasn't been fixed perfectly since my wife and I moved here um like four years ago like they would come and work on it or whatever but it's never perfectly fixed but anyways so sometimes when I close that door it doesn't close all the way either it doesn't close all the way or I close it and it just pops back open for once for a stupid reason but anyway so um excuse me you guys I'm sorry I'm just embodying Leo energy right now like if I'm a lot louder or a lot crazier or a lot wilder than I usually am that's because I am literally embodying like Leo energy right now like um and it's so funny because like um what I'm hold on give me a second to take a sip of my wine and if you have wine if you have weed whatever um you know smoke it or whatever um if you have wine drink it if you have your vape puff it i don't know whatever just give me a second hold on but anyway like like i was saying i'm um i'm trying to tell y'all yeah uh i'm definitely embodying this leo energy especially being a fourth house leo um, and if you don't know anything about the houses, the fourth house is the house of the home. Um, it re represents everything about domestic life, uh, where you live, your ancestry, 
um, tradition, everything. So when I'm at my mother's house, yes, I definitely embody Leo energy when I'm at my house or when I'm in a comfortable space, like when I'm at home, whether it's around my family, I feel like I'm at home, like I'm always wild and crazy. I'm always like trying to, um, you know, not be self-centered, but like, you know, kind of embody that center of attention energy when I'm like comfortable in my home. That's why I'm like, I'm wonderful at hosting like, um, like get togethers like around my home or whatever. Like I'm always um, uplifting people. I'm always getting people lit. Like I'm always like, you know, that that's just me because that's what Leos are. Leos are the, Leos are the life of the mup motherfucking party. Let's just say that they are, they, you know, they just are. And if you're mad that I'm saying that you're mad, like, um, as a Scorpio son, I love my Leos. Like I, I love them. Like they're, they're my babies. Don't come for them. I mean, of course there may be like that one or two Leos that I just can't stand because they're so unevolved. Like they just need to get out there. Head. But for the most part, Leos don't do nothing wrong. Like y'all leave them alone. They're a little extra, but leave them alone. Anyways, so um, back to what I was talking about. So Leo season, like, welcome. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. This is literally the season of just like, just expressing yourself, being out there. Go like you know, just just kind of go going out there and showing yourself, showing yourself to the world, not even just like to appease others, but showing yourself to the world because it makes you happy. One thing a motherfucker Leo is gonna do is do something that make them happy and make them feel good. Yes, you know, y'all can think that they're a little self-centered and for you know, sometimes they are, but it's not it's not it's like an energy exchange. You give a Leo attention, they're going to love on you. That's it. It's simple. And you you know, you know, guys are probably like, uh-uh, them motherfuckers demand attention way too much. That's because you're not giving them enough. They give you hella attention. So it's like, why not give it to them? Like, why not shower them with, like, all the love and attention? See, me, like I said, being, being a fourth house Leo, like, bro... I, I feel that shit to the core when it comes to like me being at my house. Like if I'm inviting you to my house, like as a friend or if we are living in the same, like my wife and I, like, no, you got to make me feel like I'm top tier in, 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 in the relationship and marriage, whatever. You got to make me feel like I am top tier because if you don't, and if you do something like ridiculous, like, you know, to make me feel like I'm not good enough? Oh, yeah, that's it. Cut it. <laughs> Cutting ties. Like, seriously, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And then and during this season, if you're listening out there, I'm not just talking about my Leos. I'm talking about everybody that's, you know, uh, that's um, feeling the whole energy of Leo season. If you are not getting top tier attention, love, and affection especially during this season, but just like throughout your life in general, cut that, cut that hoe off. Whoever the hoe is, it can be a dude, it can be a woman, it could be what, whoever, like it, it can be a friend, a boyfriend, like cut the hoe off. It can be a husband, a wife, cut them off, cut them off. That's it. 
curtains closed. Like, seriously. That's all, folks. No, seriously, cut them off. I'm serious. Like, you deserve way better than to get, like, stanky-ass, energy-ass, um, you know, uh, low-tier lack of attention, lack of love, lack of affection. If someone makes you feel like you're an option, cut that hole off. Cut them off. Cut them off. <laughs> Y'all are probably like, uh, exotic priestess, why are you screaming at me? No, I'm screaming at you out of love. Um, no, seriously, I'm screaming, I'm screaming at you out of love. Like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just kind of like <laughs> yelling at the situation. <laughs> for, and then I'm trying to be loud enough for you to hear me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, so what I really want to talk about in this episode, in addition, well, in addition to like, you know, Leo season energy um, is to also talk about how many of us collectively consciously collectively jumped from one universe to another right no seriously i'm gonna say that consciously jumped from and, and collectively and i'm not talking about all of us i'm talking about us you know who and fuck talking about like, oh, you know, us that are on a high vibrational, who are in a high vibrational state before the Hadron Collider occurred. Okay, I'm talking about that, those, us too. But I'm also talking about like, uh, you know, uh, us as a collective who literally s experienced the previous universe or the other universe as like okay i don't want to do this anymore like I'm, I'm ready to jump we decided to take that jump <laughs> no y'all can't tell me that y'all don't feel a different shift in the air like shift in energy shift in whatever like no y'all cannot tell me that y'all did not feel that after July 5th, you can't tell me even a little bit before July 5th. You can't tell me that you didn't feel a certain shit. Like, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not I'm not going to say, OK, I'm going to say this. When you jump from one dimension or one universe to another consciously. Of course, you're not going to notice that shit. You know, people are out here saying, oh, y'all thinking, you know, with the hydrogen collider, when when the particles collide or whatever the hell, like y'all, y'all are saying that there there was going to be like a, a opening of a portal or, you know, moving from one dimension to the next or whatever. But that shit didn't happen. I ain't feel it. Yes, it did. It did happen. You didn't have to feel nothing because that's not something that you feel 
physically in this 3D. Like that's that's something that you don't feel physically. That's something that happens on a conscious spiritual level, okay? So, like I said, I woke up on July 5th. Yes, there was a little bit of residue left from 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 the previous dimension from the previous universe that I um that I jumped from because like it tried to it tried to stay attached to me. Okay. So there was a little bit of residue to where like I was literally in between the states. Like I swear I felt the shift. I felt the difference of like whatever this new universe that I'm in currently from the previous one. I felt it. Okay. There was definitely a shift. There was definitely a spiritual shift. Okay. Um, but like I was stuck between that because I still felt some of the residue of like that low vibrational or that toxic or that like just old mindset. And I'm just like, and it was stressing me the out because I'm just like, am I in, 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 am I in a space where like, you know, where this is a new path, this path that's going to make me like happier in life or, or am I still stuck in this, old pattern like it was it was a battle and it was so funny because I was talking to one of my friends and she was like um come to the come you know because she she understood what I was talking about when I was having this conversation with her she understood she was like come to come to the come to the light come to light come to this new universe like leave that old shit behind leave that old shit behind that does not exist anymore that you does not exist anymore you are we are in a whole nother universe bro and it was so crazy because like all of a sudden blessings on blessings on blessings and 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 not even just blessings but just like challenges as well that you know she was going through um you know were happening in her life that made her into a better person and she also were getting like these blessings that that seemed merely almost impossible, you know, in her life. Like she was just getting, you know, received, like it was a whole nother life for her. Like things that seemed impossible became possible. And she was like, come to the light, girl, come to the light, come to the, come to the light side. Like leave that old universe residue behind. And I'm just like, it freaks me out to think about that because it's like a part of me still wanted to be like, okay. It was basically kind of like a Phoenix moment for me. Like a part of me still wanted to, to, to bring some of that old residue over to the new universe, to this new life, because that old residue was once a part of me. So it's like, if I let that part of me die it's like a part of me dies period like it's like a, a version of me die and death is never comfortable but at the same time I was feeling in in this energetic shift I was feeling newness I was feeling newness it was like the death card death tarot card and tarot a lot of people like Okay, 
there are people that when they see that card they get scared they'd be like oh shit death and i'm like no it doesn't it doesn't mean it death the death card in tarot means either it's either a major arcana for scorpio which means it represents scorpio energy or a scorpio in your life or it could also mean death of an old version of something to become new and so basically death it's just death and rebirth destroying of old patterns old self old life just old anything and then becoming a completely new person so that's why scorpio is represented by the phoenix because the phoenix dies and then it rises from the ashes okay um you know, Scorpios are literally one, the only zodiac sign that has processes outside and other signs outside of just the scorpion. We have the scorpion, we have the eagle, and we have the phoenix. And I think there's um, more signs in between those. Um, but as of what I know, we are the scorpion, the eagle, and the phoenix. Um you know, the phoenix, one of the, you know, most beautiful creatures, literally the firebird, like literally the firebird that represents death and rebirth. It's, it's, it's a beautiful process. But the thing is, like I said, death is, is depending on people's perspective, death can either be celebrated or it can be mourned. But either way, it's not comfortable, whether it's celebrated or mourned. Um, it's healthy to mourn something, but it's also healthy to celebrate something, even if it is uncomfortable. Like, for example, I worked as a clinical coordinator for my old job, right? And I was making making decent money. I was making decent money. And um, my supervisor, she left and got another job. And it was so funny because like we were both literally talking about leaving this job. Nothing wrong with the job itself, but the leadership was starting to become less personable, uh, personable, uh, less. Uh, what am I trying to say? I want to say personable, but I don't know um, if that's the correct word I would use. The leadership was starting to become more of cracking the whip. And, so, and I'm not trying to say that managers and leadership should be like coddling us, but there was a lot of underhanded stuff that was going on. So we were talking about it for a long time to leave, you know, that company, um, which I'm not going to name. And she ended up leaving. I mean, she ended up putting her two weeks notice in. And during the time of her two weeks notice, um, one of the clinical jobs that I applied for literally reached out to me and was like I want to do an interview with you <laughs> right let me sip the role of the job not the company but the role is challenging but the funny thing is that there was something that was like in my gut that was not, it's not even something that was in my gut. It was more so something 
that shifted inside me because the old me would have been like, no, this is too hard. Let me get some more experience before I, you know, move on to something like this. But there was something that literally shifted, that ignited within me that was like, you can do this. You can do this. Attend the interview and you will get the job. And on top of it, the job paid a little over double what I was making. And that was starting off. Like after um, a few months of training, I'm going to get a promotion. So, yeah. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So I got I attended the interview. And as many things that were kind of against me getting this job, whether it was my anxiety, whether it was naysayers, whether it was like this and that, like I still pressed forward to like attend the interview and do as you know well on this interview the best I can to the point to where I literally got an offer letter for this job. So it was crazy because like, I was still a little uncomfortable with leaving my old job, even knowing that I wasn't being treated like the way I should. Knowing that, I still felt uncomfortable because that job was a part of me. They accepted me. They, you know, it, it was something that I grew within. I grew not just within the company, but the clinic that I was working at. Like, yeah. So it's just like, as I was transitioning, I still felt sad. Like it was a better opportunity. It was a lot better, but I felt sad transitioning. But anyway, like with that being said, like um, ending something and or death or is never comfortable and it never will be, but it's highly necessary and it's a part of life. Change and growth is a part of life. And one thing that I have learned in terms of my growth is to understand that I shouldn't accept any kind of any kind of treatment from any old body. And that's for you guys as well, everybody out there. Like this season is teaching me, look, look. We're not accepting any kind of bare minimum from any kind of like any kind of nothing, whether it's a job, relationship, friendship, nothing, no bare minimum. Leos know what they want. They have high stand. And you know what? Sometimes one of the most there is some also. Okay, there is also a problematic aspect when it comes to Leo energy. I can't speak. What the hell? When it comes to Leo energy. Some like goes back to saying Leo's know what they want. Leo energy knows what it wants. Okay. And sometimes a Leo will want something that is not even good for them. So like, you know, I can go around preaching all day. Okay. Yeah. Leo's have high standards. They ain't going to accept any old thing. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you do. If you're a Leo out there, listen to me when I say this. I'm not saying I'm not saying this to down you guys. I'm saying this to love on you. This is just think of this as me grooming you. Like I said, I'm and when I say grooming, I don't mean like 
the disgusting groomy please maybe i should have used a different word but when i say grooming cats groom each other you know cats groom themselves just think of me as like another cat just grooming you as a cat you know you know i'm 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 just i'm 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 you know doing all the things that cats do to each other you know to groom them to make them feel comfortable make them feel good about each other blase blase listen to my words when i say this some of you leos out there Okay, please don't come after me. Please don't scratch me or bite my head off or, you know, because I love you. But some of you Leos out there, you do know what you want. But sometimes what you want is not good for you. Okay, you know what you want. But the thing is also, even if it's not good for you, when you know what you want, you go after it. And it always comes to you because you uh, uh, most of the time Leos get what they want, even in, even if at the end of the day, it's not really what they want. <laughs> they go back and be like, oh, my God, like what happened? Like, no, seriously, like you, you guys know what you you guys know what you want, but sometimes you don't. But you think you want it. So when you go after it, you get it because, you know, you always give a Leo what they want. Give them what they, they always get what they want. Like, spoil your ass, even if you don't want it. I mean, even if you don't like it. But anyway, so, um, yeah, some of you guys think you know what you want and then it hurts you at the end. It's not good for you. It, it's not necessary in your life and it and even though as bright as you guys are as as as, the, as you guys are the sun right you are the sun you are the brightness you are the light you are the luck as bright as you guys are when you go after something that you think you want that is not good for you it actually dims you a little bit you're still the brightest thing in the room, but it dims you because it's painful. It's low vibrational energy that you are welcoming into your space because you think you want this thing, but this thing is con or person and this thing or person is constantly hurting you, constantly making you feel like an option, like constantly make one thing a Leo hates is not feeling good enough. Y'all hate feeling not good enough. And if you're in a freaking relationship where the person doesn't worship the ground that you walk on, doesn't worship the your your fucking dick, doesn't worship your peen, uh your 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 pussy, let them worship that. Let them worship you. Like seriously, and I'm not talking about like idolizing you. I'm talking about making you feel like you are literally the queen like i was talking to this one woman who's a leo okay i'm not going to mention her name and i'm not even going to say who she is to me um because i know a lot of them i know a lot of leos like you know leos as a scorpio leos either love me or hate me but for some reason the ones that i know they love the fuck out of me <laughs> I think it's just the Leo Scorpio dynamic. They're the sun, we're the void, we're yin and yang. Like, you know, like whatever. Um, let me sip. Anyway, so um 
I was talking to this one Leo, right? And she was talking to me about how her husband was literally just... Okay, well, let me just say this. Her and her husband are going through something, okay? To where they need to be separated for a little while. Her husband had an affair on her, okay? Had an affair on her with someone that he worked with. And of course, to make a long story short, it's been happening for months. Um, it happened years ago, but it's been happening for months, right? And... It's so crazy because you would think that she would leave out of the situation. However, the reason why she didn't was wasn't because she wanted to make it work with him. At first she did. But then he started to take advantage of her wanting to work it out with him. And somehow his narcissistic ass switch flipped the script. And tried to blame her for him cheating and having a whole affair. Trying to blame her for him being depressed and having to walk around on eggshells because um, he, uh, he lost her trust. She don't trust him no more. You know, and, and even then he didn't. Okay. And even at the time he uh, at that time he didn't um he didn't physically cheat on her, but he would still like flirt with other women on social media. He would still he actually still freaking talk to the woman that he had an affair with, like on social media, not through his phone or anything, but just on social media. And then he would say sneaky things, like to these people to these women or whatever and and I'm just like you're flipping the script and making it seem like she's the reason why you're cheating because she had this situation and, and this is her story her story was that like when he started his new job like she wasn't working for a while okay she actually wasn't working as a matter of fact when they first started she supported him okay but now that he was working and she was like going to school or whatever, um, basically she was going through a deep depression, you know, because, you know, she lost someone very important to her in life. She was going through a deep depression. School was depressing. She felt like not good enough going to school, um, things like that. And she went through a depression and she, you know, uh, she told him. She told him that he, you know, she was depressed. And um, and during this depressive episode, she would try to go to therapy as well. But she also wasn't like giving him sex as much as she used to because she was so depressed and everything was just happening. So he, instead of being there to support her, he cheated on her and had an affair with somebody else. And when she found... Like 
his phone and all this communication that we have that he would have back and forth with some of these women, including the woman that he physically cheated with, he would say the worst things about his wife, about her, to these women, to friends, to his ex. You know, he would talk to his ex as well. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. (laughs) Excuse me, let me sip. So, she had this conversation with me. And, um, and I was talking to her and I was like, so he's basically flipped, he, he took advantage of your vulnerability. He, he, you know, um, first and foremost, he made you feel like you were wrong by like people coming in. I meant the, I, I forgot to mention this. He made her feel like she was wrong when people would come in her inbox and try to talk to her. He would actually like take her phone and like block dudes for her without her even knowing. Sometimes like these be some of her friends and she, you know, uh, realizes, wait a second, I haven't seen this person post in a while. What's going on? She would go on her block list and see them on the block list because her husband would block them. Right. And then when she so he would do that, then he would. Then he cheated on her, had an affair on her. Not even cheated, but just had an affair, like a whole ass relationship on the side, right? Um, then he flipped the script and blamed her for it. And then when they tried to go to therapy, um, he made it seem like he was just the victim while she was crying in therapy. Like she would say, you know, um, tell me that he would just, you know, um, be like, um, I feel like I'm in a prison in this marriage. And yet whenever she she would mention that she want to leave him, he would throw a fit. So I'm just like, you feel like you're in a prison, but you would throw a fit when she says she want to leave. Um, Also, she was in a situation where it was hard for her to leave because she wasn't working. Nothing was in her name, pretty much. Like, you know, she was kind of like far away from her family. So it was hard for her to leave. Even when she would be like, I'm leaving you. Um, he would throw a fit, almost get violent throwing a fit. Okay. So when she would tell me all of this, she would, of course, get into this state where it was like, she wasn't even like emotional about it anymore. It was almost like she dealt with it so long that she became numb to the fact that this guy was a narcissist. But she knew that he was. But he was such a narcissist that she knew she wanted to leave this man. But whenever he would... um, And this was also in my previous episode, podcast episode, talking about narcissists. Like he would do these little subtle things where he would be nice to her. So it would give... You know, it probably gave her this like dopamine high. Like I need this. And it would make her forget of all the fuck shit that he did to her. That's what narcissists do. They do fuck shit, fuck shit to you. Fuck, fuck shit to you. Like horrible shit. Say the worst things to you. 
And then they would turn around and be super nice and do some super nice gesture to make you just love them again, to make you feel that dopamine and that fucking dopamine that's produced by your brain makes you completely forget about all the fuck fuck shit that even if they've done it numerous times, it makes you forget about that shit. Right. So anyways, so yeah, um, I, I told her, I, I was like, look, whenever you get to a point before it's too late, whenever you get to a point to where you're completely independent, literally divorce his ass, separate from his ass, leave his ass, whatever you need to do. Because also when you're living in the same house with a narcissist or someone who doesn't treat you like they're supposed to treat you, it's harder to think about leaving them. You cannot heal in the same place that you get sick. I'm going to say that again. You cannot heal in the same place you get sick in. Okay? All right. So, um, you know, with, with her... She knows exactly what she needs to do. Okay. Um, I ended that conversation with her, of course. Um, she was a little bit more personal with me. Um, I knew this was going on in her life as her friend. I knew this was going on in her life. But she decided to be a little bit more... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, saying things a little bit more in detail. Now that she's actually deciding to like you know, separate with this person, with her husband. So this Leo season, we are not accepting any narcissists, any stanky, stanky energy, none of that. Leo season is about literally making yourself happy and not accepting the bare minimum. Honestly, as a Scorpio sun, Leo season is literally like would li is literally like my villain era because it's the total opposite of who I am as a Scorpio. So it's like, yeah, I'm putting me first. <laughs> I, you know, I'm 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 putting me first. I am, period. So uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm putting me first. Anyway, Hydra Collider. Hydra Hadron Collider. So Jumping from one universe to another. So basically, um, that thing opened up and it 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 opened up another portal. Portal, it did. It opened up another portal, and the collective conscious people, um, us, most of us, saw that that previous universe was literally like not for us <laughs> it was not for us and and it's so funny because like I felt like we all literally just like thought it we all felt it we all were like nah bruh like we need to get out of here before like some shit pop off and we need to go to this universe next door no not this one let's go to that because it's a multiverse 
And if you don't know what a multiverse, look it up. A multiverse is basically a collection of universes um, to where multiple versions of yourself exist. Multiple versions of yourself that goes through different lifetimes, um, different, probably different relationships. Sometimes you may come across the same type of people, um, versions of people, but it's just a different type of relationship, a different type of life. Um, so the, so those of us who literally left that previous universe behind, we're lit, we literally jumped into this one, Right. We went through that fucking portal and jumped to this one. Um, that's why they say a lot of people were like, don't drink alcohol, um, you know, during these days or whatever. And don't get me wrong, like your vibration is going to be high. OK, if your vibration is going to be high, it's going to be high. OK, I, I personally did as much as I love wine, like I personally didn't drink any alcohol for those few days. I didn't. Because I really did chose not to. I wanted my vibration to be as high as possible because I know that sometimes when I drink, um, like I get to this state to where I'm like super tired and sluggish. So it's like I didn't want to be super tired and sluggish. I wanted to be like high energy. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to go to sleep um, instead of having a nightcap to go to sleep and waking up like, uh, no, I just wanted to go to sleep peacefully. Okay, you feel me? I want to go to sleep peacefully and wake up in peace. But um so basically um with this um hydrogen collider uh what happens is that two energy particles particle beams travel at you know nearly the speed of light before they are made to collide. And a lot of people say that that's how black holes are uh, performed, are created. Okay. So what, some of y'all are probably asking, what the hell? Like, I mean, I know y'all know what a black hole is, but like, I know y'all are trying to, y'all are wondering, like, explain to me what a black hole is. Okay. So basically, I'm going to give you the scientific, um, definition of a black hole and then i'm gonna give you my definition of a black hole um so basically um the scientific the scientific definition of a black hole is um according to webster is a region of space having a gravitational field so intense that no ma that no matter or radiation can escape. Okay? And it's literally a black entity that's that travels throughout the universe. Like nothing can escape from it. And it's so funny because it looks like it looks like an actual ball of just like gravitational intensity it's it's like not even a literal hole it's a ball where things can literally get sucked into but it's just so it's so three-dimensional when you look at it uh, you know uh, from different perspectives it's very three-dimensional however it literally 
it sucks in everything. But the thing is, my my definition of a black hole, I'm not even going to say a definition because I don't feel like being all like, you know, defining shit. I want to describe it. My description of a black hole is literally just a portal or a wormhole to a different universe. That's really what it is to me. A lot of people will be like, oh, you'll be you'll be crushed. To no, I don't believe you'll be crushed. I believe that your atoms, because we're all made up of uh, tissues, cells, and within the cells, we're made up of DNA. And within DNA, we're made of atoms, right? I feel like the atoms shift as you travel throughout a black hole because it sucks in light. What is light? Light is made of a bunch of particles, we're made of a bunch of, you know, and particles, you know, um, particles can formulate atoms and we're made of a bunch of atoms, right? Okay. So, okay. So just think of this. And like I said, I could be wrong, but this is my, this is my thought process. Our multiverse, right? Like I said, what did I say a multiverse was? A multiverse is, um, you know, it, it, it contains a bunch of universes, a bunch of universes. These universes are literally like shaped like little bubbles to me, right? I personally feel like these bubbles of universes, um, the walls of these universes, right, touch each other. It's kind of when you look, it's kind of like when you look at two bubbles and they touch each other and they formulate like this little wall between each other, like this little flat surface wall between each other right okay so that's what i think a black hole is when the when a universe wall touches another universe wall and makes that little flat part in between the the surfaces of the bubbles i believe that flat part is the black hole <laughs> y'all are probably like what the fuck are you saying no it's fine it's fine um it's just some it's just a little bit of it's just it's just something that makes you think, right? But anyway, so um yeah, like that's that's literally like some people think that, you know, particles going, you know, past each other, you know, um at the speed of light creates the black hole. But you have to understand and think like when particles go past each other at the speed of light, it literally could create a vacuum effect. It it can. Like seriously, what's the opposite of light? Darkness. When two things of light, when you know, light particles, like two particles literally um, you know, uh go past each other, like it literally can create darkness. See, people tell like I tell people like um all the time, you know, you, you can't have darkness without light and you can't have light without darkness like i said the whole yin and yang um the whole yin and yang concept without darkness you can't appreciate light without light you can't understand darkness and we all have that duality within us but the thing is our whole sole purpose in life of course um of course being spiritual beings living a human experience is to actually collide those two versions that create duality within us to become one consciousness because 
we all have light and dark. We all have feminine, masculine energy. We all have positive and negative. We like literally, no, we do have positive. Think about it. Look at it. Think about it from an atomic, you know, atomic aspect. We literally have positive and negative um, energy within us. We do like, it's not even, okay. Don't even look at it from a spiritual aspect. We do scientifically the atoms that create us right have protons that have a positive charge have electrons that have a negative charge and then we have the neutrons that have the neutral charge okay <laughs> we literally have positive and negative energy within us we do spiritually and scientifically so yes um going back to that you know so if you still feel like let me sip hold on if you still feel like you are still stuck in that previous universe it's probably not the time to what am I trying to say? It's probably not the time to actually leave that version of yourself quite yet. It's probably not meant for you. to. It's not, it's nothing. See, I know y'all are like, okay, you know, we didn't, we didn't leap. I don't feel any kind of leap to a whole nother universe. There's nothing wrong with that. The ones who leaped are like, this is bullshit. The ones who leaped from one universe to the next are like, this is, this is not the move. The ones that didn't leap are fine where you are. Certain universes are not meant for everybody's conscious consciousness. Like it was just a huge collection of us that were kind of just like feeling low vibrational in that universe. I'm not saying that universe was low vibrational. It was just not a place for all of us to just kind of thrive. So we were just like we consciously just leaped. From Because the thing is, quantum jumping is real. And if you don't understand it, look it up. Okay? It's, it's, it's real. Um, there are actually CIA documents that, um, that actually talk about uh, quantum jumping. Mm-hmm. Look it up. That's what I'm just, I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say, because I'm not about to, um, <laughs> I'm not about to have them come up in my house. <laughs> oh, no, 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 seriously. No, but seriously, look it up. It's, it's, um, the subject is called analysis and assessment of gateway process, right? Um, so basically this is just a PDF document. And it goes into talking about literally like everything in the brain, um, the motory and sensory cortex, um, you know, things like that. It's and it's actually an old it's it's not, not this isn't anything new. You guys, this is something f back from 1983. This document was from 1983. This is a CIA document. It's literally on the, the website called CIA.gov. 
Okay. Um, but seriously, look it up. Um, there's one part of it that's called, um, it, it actually takes you through steps. There's introduction, there's hypnosis, then there's transcendental med meditation. Okay. Biofeedback, gateway and hemisync, lamp versus lit, like all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just naming some things that are in the document. So basically, um, I'm just going to read number three, transcendental meditation. Transcendental meditation works in a distinctly different fashion. In this technique, intense and protracted single-minded concentration on the process of drawing energy up the spinal cord, kundalini energy, ultimately results in what appears to be the creation of acoust uh, acoustical standing waves in the cerebral ventricles which are then conducted to the gray matter gray matter okay this is something that i remember from taking anatomy and physiology gray matter is literally the cell bodies of the brain okay um white matter is the axons to where the neurotransmitter shoots out energy to the next cell <laughs> I'm sorry, anatomy, anatomy and physiology was definitely necessary. Like, okay, so great. Um, so uh, uh, reading back to it, um, the uh, ultimately results in what appears to be the creation of acoustical standing waves in the cerebral ventricles, which are then conducted to the gray matter and the cerebral cortex. So it's conducted to the cells, the actual cell bodies on the right side of the brain. As a result, according to Bentov, these waves will stimulate and eventually polarize the cortex in such a way that it will tend to conduct a single, a, excuse me, a signal, these words are small, along the, I can't read that word, it's very small, starting from the toes and up. Okay, so you, okay, that's just a little piece, but you're gonna read that on your own, okay? Um, and like I said before, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit more of it, um, by prolonged practices of meditation, which set up sympathetic vibrations in the wall of the fluid filled cavities, which comprise the third and lateral ventricles of the brain. In addition, according to Bentov, the state of bliss described by those who Kundalini Symptoms have complete. I just mentioned Kundalini earlier. Have completed the full loop along the hemispheres. May be explained as a self-stimulation of the pleasure centers in the brain caused by the circulation of a current along the sensory cortex. Read it. This is a CIA document, you guys. Okay. But anyways, going back to um. <laughs> going back to what I was talking about, um, this whole quantum jumping. Yes, co we consciously, literally, the whole conscious collective um, that jumped from one universe to the next. Okay. So, yeah. So if you, if you felt any kind of difference and energy any kind of changes and it's not even something that's like scary it's literally something that's necessary for 
each individual. But the thing is, <laughs> as a collective conscious consciousness, we're literally a part of one source. We're all literally one conscious consciousness. We're one consciousness, like all of us. Anyway, so I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole nother episode. But I'm about to end this. Um, I love you guys. I know um, I'm, you know, starting to get back into my podcast episodes because like I like I said, I have a lot to say, especially during this Leo season. Like I'm feeling so cat like right now. Like this is this is definitely like me embodying like Leo's, you know, just just indulging in this energy. It's literally like being at home. It's literally feeding my my Leo fourth house, fourth house energy. Like I, I love it. Okay. So I'm going to get off and I'm going to do some self-care. Um, I'm not going to mention my self-care practices to you guys, but I'm pretty sure you you have a general idea of what it may be. And um, I'm going to talk to you guys next time, soon, whatever. Enjoy this episode. I love you and happy Leo season. <laughs> Bye.